Lebowski. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the weekly Town Alone Basketball and Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Hess, and with me as always is my co-host, Mike Regan. Mike, how you doing today? Great. Happy birthday to NBA champion and former Notre Dame basketball standout, Pat Connaughton. Here at Town Alone, we are the pro Pat Connaughton podcast. <laughs> I don't know why you're declaring that. I never said I was pro Pat Connaughton. How dare you? He's so sneakily athletic. Yeah, but he did a dunk contest dressed up as White Man Can't Jump, my least favorite basketball movie. Turned 31 today. Huh. Doesn't look doesn't look a day over 30 in 11 months. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a lot of times you'll get that where like an, in, an NBA player like turns a certain age and you're like, he is way younger or way older than I think. Pat Connaughton should just be 31 forever. That's perfect. I like how Joe Ingles has looked 37. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> Anyways, we're a podcast. We're talking about basketball and hockey and hockey and basketball. Mike, do you want to start off with hockey or basketball this week? Basketball. And can I mention something before we get into the predetermined topics? Yes. How about that uh, Jokic buzzer beater? Yeah, that, that game. <laughs> that game was utter chaos, and of course it had to end that way. Fucking wild, dude. Called it, man. He said he was going to bank it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then that game spurred a whole bunch of Jonathan Kaminga drama that yeah. coalesced last night and him getting like 35 minutes and shaving his head. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Jokic is just terrifying. He's a terrifying man. Like he looks scary. He plays scary. He looks Everything scary. About In what way does he look scary? He has like, he has the appearance of a man who at any point could just tear you into pieces. Like they should do a taken movie starring Jokic. To me, Jokic looks like the guy that would stand in for Ivan Drago when they were just shooting the back of his head. No. <laughs> he doesn't have the back of the head muscle definition. <laughs> yeah. Claude Van Or not. Uh, yeah. John, you, you almost just call him no. John Claude Van Damme? No, it's not. It's uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. The fifth sense himself. Yes. He has there a nose for crime. <laughs> for crime. There you go. Doesn't it's always sunny reference that wasn't just Charlie Day asking if Santa fucked his mom? <laughs> oh yeah, we got we got our always sunny reference out of the way early. Nice. Hey, can I uh can I do a topic now that's not on the predetermined rundown? Yeah. How about this Darvin Ham thing? Lakers uh <laughs> or Sham Serrano reports that six sources, six sources say that Darvin Ham's losing the locker room due to inconsistent rotation. Mm. Minus 10,000 odds that one of those six anonymous sources is LeBron James, right? He's got to be. Oh, he's all six of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he let each uh, one of his rings talk and then two more. Yeah. What was it? Darvin. I guess that is their head coach, right? Darvin Ham? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I could I could not have, like... I th- maybe it's because LeBron is just basically the, the GM and runs the team. I could have told you their head coach. <laughs> that sounds bad, I know, but in my head I would have been like Frank Vogel, right? Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> not a not a great look for a basketball podcast. We started off with you going, who coaches no. the Lakers? <laughs> I think that like that's not that doesn't even sound like a Laker coach name. You know, you think Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, these are names people know. But then again, people only know him because of the Lakers. So it's really just a circle. Uh, and what is life? And so black holes. <laughs> I feel like entirely this, how upset 
the six sources, which were all obviously LeBron. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like it's going to be 90% the weird Austin Reeves shit, right? Where they, like, put him on the bench for a while, and he's scoring, like, 25 a game, and then they take him off the bench and put him back on the bench. It just is like, I think LeBron's just fed up with that. He's not in, like, L.A. next year, right? Oh, 100% he's in L.A. next year. What do you mean? He loves I think L.A. think so. He listen. LeBron. Billy. LeBron has a lot of very good things. He's a good mm-hmm. person. He really helped the sport of basketball. He's kind, mm-hmm. he's an icon, an American icon. He's a solid businessman. It seems like LeBron is a narcissist, and there's no bigger spotlight than LeBron James in Los Angeles. Yeah, I get, but he could just you know go down to Golden State. <laughs> yeah, there's there's full KD. That's that's the one move that I could see. If he goes to Golden State, whew, that'd be fun. You know the only yeah. banana boat guy he hasn't played with is Chris Paul? Oh. They should also sign Melo, get the banana boat back together, baby. <laughs> oh, we need Dwayne Wade, too. Yeah, and that's it, right? Yeah, that's it's just it. those four. Yeah. Speaking of people I probably couldn't have named, how about... Uh... You're making it's... it real hard to edit around it to make it seem like you knew who the Lakers coach was. Let's talk a little, what is it, Devin Vassell? Devin Vassell? Vassell, that's how you pronounce it, yes. Solid start to our basketball podcast where you were like, who's this Devin Vassell guy and who's Darvin Ham? <laughs> I'm just saying, how many people watch Spurs basketball? Except for you. And <laughs> if I do watch Spurs basketball, I just, once, you know, if one be's on the court, I change the channel and watch Friends reruns. <laughs> Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Um, All right, Pete. And soon, David Schwimmer. Oh my god! <laughs> I know some things you don't know, Mike. Um, what's up? What do you want to say about Devin Vassell? Oh, I thought it, I was just using it as a segue into your topic. Well, first, before we we go there, we got another off the the grid topic here. Oh, okay. Um, you weren't you weren't on our basketball podcast last week. I wanted to get your temperature on the OG and an OG uh, trade. Yes, yeah. I knew this was coming. So we're one week later. First game with OG on the team, they beat the Timberwolves. Yeah. Second game, I think they beat someone else. Did they beat the Bucks? Who was their second game? But anyways, what do you think? Week later. I mean, the wins are there. And we there's beat, nothing quite as sustainable as winning three games in the we NBA. We beat so. uh, Minnesota, Chicago, and then Philadelphia. Kicked Philadelphia's yeah. ass, actually, which is surprising. And um, um, Embiid was playing in the game. I mean, it's not like it was an Embiidless game. He dropped 30. Yeah. Which is really surprising. I don't know. I have like okay. So this is where it comes to as a fan. I have my personal love for players. Like I loved Emmanuel quickly. Like I wasn't shedding tears over R.J. Barrett. And most of my fantasy trade ideas, he was one of the big like trade chips I was using. Um, dope bronze medal though. <laughs> I love Emmanuel quickly. I think he's great off the bench, and I think he was one of those guys who, if we were struggling in a game he'd come off the bench, hit a couple threes, and it would wake the team up. And I think we're going to miss that, especially in the playoffs when that six-man can really matter. That said, I'm sure Tibbs was like, oh, a guy who plays defense? <laughs> like, thank you so much, Leon Rose or whoever. Um, yeah, worth worth uh, uh, discussing here. I, I don't know if it was OG Anobi, but there's someone involved with the Knicks. Someone, someone with some peripheral. It might be OG Ananobi, but uh, they're represented by Leon Rose's son. Yeah, I think I, I thought I heard the 
a talent agency company that Leon Rose was worked for, which CAA. was, yeah, I think that's where his son works. Yeah. He represents OGN and OB. So that yeah, is there correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Let's keep, win- get, get all your thoughts out. Three wins in a row. It's not like his play is bouncing off as like, oh my God, OGN and OB. He scored like 17 and then 11 in his last two games. He, like, he hasn't, the first two games he really didn't shoot a lot. So then I guess that's going to be his role. I mean, it, it gave us some more size, which is good. I think OG Ananobi is everything that you wanted RJ Barrett to be. He's yes. a spot up three, sh- three point shooter, and he's a much better perimeter defender. I just really think that this trade was okay. It's it's like Pokemon, right? When you have to trade mm-hmm. like a Moonstone for an EV to get an, a Night EV. What are they called? You got to like rub a Moonstone mean, on an EV. You mean uh, what is it? You want you want you want to, Umbreon and Espeon. It depended on when you use the Moonstone night or day, I believe. Okay, so you gotta you gotta rub a Moonstone on an EV to get an Umbreon, right? Yeah. You you had to you had to trade an Emmanuel quickly with an RJ Barrett to evolve RJ Barrett to become OG Ananobi. It's like, and that, that is fair. Cause that's the part of the trade where I'm like, Hey, we turned Barrett into OG. Like, yeah, that's an upgrade. I'll take that. It's like, ah, we lost quickly, but that could just me. Like everybody as a fan have, has that bench guy who they were like, I love him. What are you talking about? He's so invaluable to the team. You're dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. Or if you're a Boston Celtic player, you talk about it about like a starting Marcus smart. Um, <laughs> so it's a little harder for me to kind of be properly evaluate the trade, but We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and there's you know still still some growing for quickly to have. He's a restricted free agent. If they pay him big bucks, this might end up looking like Zach Levine in a few years. I don't think that he is. Like I think that he is like a six man of the year type of guy, mm-hmm. but I think that people are really overvaluing what he's going to be down the road. And maybe I'll be wrong. I was I've been wrong before. I was probably the biggest De'Aaron Fox hater in uh, mm-hmm. NBA history, and now De'Aaron Fox kind of looks like you know a top ten player in the NBA. So there's fully a chance that I am completely wrong about this one day, but uh, for now, I think that the Knicks won this trade. I would say something that actually hurts more than people are talking about. I mean, you got Precious Atua too, by the way, who's another Tibbs guy, but gi- giving up the 31st pick in the draft included in this, that kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. That's one of those that you want to hit on when you're uh, a contending team. True. All right, last, last question here before we got to move on. Um, oh, okay. Do the Knicks make another move? We could. Maybe this is where we unstock our first round picks that we've been keeping. Yeah. Maybe there's there's still another move out there. But I mean, I think quickly and Barrett were probably our two biggest like players we could offer in a package. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see what it would be. Picks and Evan Fournier as cap filler. <laughs> uh, it, my other thing I was gonna because you mentioned like the quickly situation and how much money toronto gives him i'm like worried how much money is new york going to give og yeah yeah i mean do you want og ananobi on a max deal that's the question right and then if we do that don't we just have like a tobias harris he's better than tobias harris right right yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think i think uh you, I mean, the good news is you bought low on OG Ananobi. He's mm-hmm. having a much worse season this year than he did last year when they were reportedly turning down packages that included three or four first-round picks. Mm-hmm. So it could have been more expensive than it was. Could have. 
I, I personally think that this is part one of a two-part deal where you guys are going to add something else to the team. I figured out a way to get Laurie Markkinen on basically 29 NBA teams at this point. <laughs> uh, real quick note. Quickly's done okay so far. He, I mean, his first game against Cleveland was, wasn't much. When they went to Memphis in his second game, he shot 44 from the field, 62 from three, and put up 26 points. So That's about what I expect out of him. Yeah, his his third game was shooting splits of basically 30 and 30 from the field and from three-pointer, three-point range. He had 20 points and eight assists, so I don't know. Yeah, and R.J. Barrett's an all-time, this guy needs to be in a different picture guy. Quickly had already fallen down the lineup and was probably leaving in free agency. I don't know. You, Se- seemed like a good trade to the Knicks for me. Do you think that, like, two years down the line, they have flipped roles? As in, like, wherever they're playing – Quickly's the starter and Barrett's coming off the bench because I could totally see that. Yeah, I could see that too. It yeah. just seems like like Barrett hasn't played out to be the guy we expected when he went number three in the draft. But going number three in the draft means that you get a lot longer of a leash, especially when you can have stretches where you're shooting like 40, 45% from three. Yeah, that whole top three was is like in a weird spot right now. Zion, Lamelo, and RJ? No, Zion, John, RJ. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, Lamelo was uh, Aunt Jameis Wiseman and uh, mm-hmm. Lamelo the following year, right? Yeah, yeah. Now we can actually talk about the topics we had written down on the rundown. Starting mm-hmm. off the top here, talking about that that Jokic game winner. That was just a crazy January fourth, where there was only two games. They're both TNT games. One of them was Denver comes back, Kaminga sitting the bench. What's up? Not the craziest January fourth I could think of on the top of my head, but wasn't that was that was that January fourth? I thought that was January sixth. Yeah, January fourth. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. The craziest January fourth I can think of. <laughs> had uh had two two NBA games on uh on national TV and nothing else, and one of them was Denver comes back from way the hell down and Jokic hits a, a half court game winner off the backboard. Oh damn. And the it. other one. What's up? Cut all that. It was January 6th. <laughs> I like how you want me to cut that, but not the 15 minutes where you're trying to figure out who Darvin Ham was. The fourth sticks out in my brain because that's Wrestle Kingdom. Sorry. <laughs> night one or night two? They went back to one night. It was very Thank good God. this year. Did you actually watch it? Mm-hmm. Huh. You didn't even tell me you watched it. Did you watch Dynamite this week? Dynamite? No. Oh, there you go. I've watched wrestling more recently than you then. Yeah. Um, I'm the wrestling guy now. Uh, anyways, basketball. Mm-hmm. The other game we had was Bucks Spurs. It was the first Wimby versus Giannis game. And for a game going in that you were like, this game's probably not going to be great, really fucking lived up to it, man. It was mm-hmm. it was a hell of a game. Comes down to uh, be a one-possession game at the end of it. But we get Giannis and Wimby going at each other. In final score, 125-121. Wimby gets 27. Giannis gets 44. Real excited about this matchup in the future. This seems like the first guy that can really compete on the defensive end with Giannis in the league. So, before I make this point, because it connects, I want to say, you know what's one thing the NBA has that other big sports don't have as much? A commissioner who's also a vampire. (laughs) One. (laughs) And two, when it's like a big matchup, between like two stars like for example in the nfl when it's like this young quarterback versus this great young quarterback it's like yeah it's a but it's not really a matchup against each other 
you know, and it could be like the same thing sometimes like in hockey, like we're going to see, we're talking about it later, but we're going to see Bedard versus McDavid. It's not like Maybe. Bedard and McDavid are going to be all over each other all night. <laughs> so, but basketball is one of the few sports where it's like, oh no, those dudes are actually going to be like defending each other and going at it with each other. So it's actually like a matchup. Yeah. And we saw some of that. Yeah. Especially when you get Wimby and, and Giannis, because those guys actually were, I mean, Wimby more on Giannis than Giannis on Wimby. They had Brooke Lopez defending Wimby a lot, but mm-hmm. on, on the defensive end, Wimba Yama, who's his, his whole thing is like, yeah, you can shoot threes and ball handle and he's like, you know, seven eleven or whatever. But him on defense was his specialty coming into the draft. And man, I mean, Giannis got his in obviously 44, but, and he can, you know, bully Wimby around a little bit, but Wimby blocked him a couple times. Yeah. Late too on one of them. Yeah. There there was a play like right at the end of the fourth quarter where Giannis puts his shoulder into Wimby and goes up for a dunk and Wimby just fucking rejects him. Mm -hmm. It's a very entertaining game. I I don't know if you caught any of it live, but watching it live was a, I don't know. It, it it was one of those times where you were like, oh, this is something. This is going to be something. And isn't this, this is like what it's all about if you're a Spurs fan, is the Wemby tour as he goes up against other like great players, get to see how he does. And because it's not like you're watching the Spurs looking for great team success in the playoff run. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Yeah, you're just However, upset about uh, Sohan, Jeremy Sohan playing point guard. That's really what you do outside <laughs> of watching Wemby. Yeah. But you get to watch Wemby go up against other big players, and I mean, it's probably a great sign when he doesn't back down from challenges against other elite players and has like a really good game in the process. Yeah, really lives really lives up to the hype on that. And then obviously, you mentioned him earlier, but Devin Vassell also had a, a very good game, and I think those are the only two pieces on this team that I want hanging around in a few years: Devin Vassell and Victor Wimbayama. Yeah, and I gotta ask, Vassell was hot last night, but. Wemby passed up the game winning shot. So can we start the LeBron narrative that he had for like eight years? <laughs> LeBron doesn't want to take the shot. He doesn't he doesn't have that killer instinct, doesn't got that Mamba mentality. <laughs> the only thing that LeBron has a killer instinct for is coaching careers. Yeah. <laughs> really, really ends those. Uh, Wemby the I, so, coward passes uh, it off to Devin Vassell. <laughs> uh Vassell is shooting. 47 37 and 81 like he's 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 a solid to good shooter yeah so it you know it's the, the right guy to pass it up to but yeah i mean if i'm personally if i'm uh popovich i'm like Wimby, you're taking the last shot i don't care we're not winning games this year you're on national tv shoot a three-pointer and speaking of threes i know he only took three of them but he made two of them could you imagine if Giannis like actually could start shooting like six threes a game and making four or five of them like how how, amazing I like how your solution is wouldn't it be cool if the multi-time MVP all defensive caliber player freak athlete also was one of the best shooters in the league (laughs) oh wait that's that guy in Denver (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's right but like imagine how amazing a Bucks Nuggets finals would be if it was Giannis versus Jokic and Giannis also had a three-pointer. Like, they could have the other four players in the lineups just get off the court. They could just play one-on-one. It'd be fucking oh, amazing. Imagine Jokic trying to play defense one-on-one for, I don't know, 12 possessions straight. Make it a little winded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme over there, according to you. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I, obviously the timelines don't overlap, so we're never going to get peak Giannis against peak Wimby. Mm. But man, like getting 29, 30 year old Giannis slightly past his peak against few seasons into the league Wimby, that, that's going to be fun. That's going to be that's going to be some solid years of basketball. And West versus East, they don't get to play much, so it's always going to be like a must-watch event when it comes off. Yeah, until they meet in the finals next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. Giannis is already 29. What the fuck? Dude, he's been in the league forever. He was, <laughs> yeah. was 2013 draft? Is that right? Like that. 2011? Yeah. 2002? It was a minute ago. 2002, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. The other thing that I want to talk about here, and the more kitschy kind of on-brand thing, it's the new year, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's actually today's January 6th. So if you're in DC, stay away from the Capitol, but oh, um, it's, it's six days into the new year. So I figured let's, uh, instead of talking about basketball right now, let's talk about what's going to be happening on January 1st, 2025, 359 days from now, what's going to be happening in the NBA. I just have one, two, three, four, five, six storylines that I think will be going on at the start of 2025. Okay. Go ahead and hit me with your six. We'll see what I think. All six of them? Yeah, all six of them. You want me to read slow so we can get our 45-minute mark here? Ah, Don't don't worry. I I can vamp. (laughs) (laughs) That's a callback. Thursday pod. All right. So first off, the Pistons, one year removed from setting the longest streak in NBA history, Longest losing streak in NBA history. Not just the longest streak, period. Mm-hmm. Longest losing streak in NBA history. Are still by far the worst team in the NBA. Because <laughs> here's the thing, right? With this team, what moves can they possibly make? Like, you're going to cash in on Bogdanovich's street cred to get another young player? This team's lousy with young players that aren't doing anything for them. I was all ready for you to have this hot take about their team being better, and I was really going to be like, with what? <laughs> what signs do you have that this roster is going to show any kind of marketed improvement? I was so bummed when they lost. Or won, I mean. When we lost because they won, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's that's depressing. You can blame the OG Ananobi trade for that one, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, how, o- OG must have, his ego must have went through the roof. Like, yep. Yeah, they lost me and lost to the fucking Pistons. <laughs> Suck at Hassan Minaj or whoever their what's their team's name? <laughs> Hassan Minaj. Uh, Masai Ujiri. Masai Ujiri. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Hassan Minaj. <laughs> on top of that, this team's like by far the front runner to get the number one pick in the draft, obviously. But mm-hmm. this is like a non-impactful draft. Like, there's no real front runner in this draft. This isn't last year. There's no Wimbayama at the top of the draft. You never want to be the team far like far and away set to end up with the number one pick the year after the like transcendent superstar. Yeah. Not a good look. You never want to be the Blackhawks who are going to get the number one overall pick a year after the Connor Bedard draft somehow. Oh, I can't Man. remember the... There's a kid in this year's draft that's also supposed to be really... I can't remember his name. I got to... Yeah, it's it's something weird. It starts with an M. Um, mm-hmm. Is it Mitchkov? Minaj. Is it him again? Is it, is it Mitch Coffin again? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Macklin Celebrini. Didn't have to look it up. Remembered it off top. Wow. That's yeah. a fucking impressive. There you go. See? 
I know who Darvin Ham is. I know who Macklin Celebrini is. <laughs> Ladies, I'm single. I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing with the Pistons team, which it, we're having like a conversation in a round where we're having three conversations at once now. Yeah. But Monty Williams ain't getting fired. You're not getting a better coach in the building. They're paying him yeah. a ninety bajillion dollars. He like. <laughs> I don't know how much you remember the story, but during the offseason, the Pistons kept offering him contracts and he kept turning it down until the money became like literally life-changing money. They were like, like we'll, we'll give you $10 million. And he's like, nah. And they're like, $20 million. He's like, nah, I'm not going to go coach the Pistons. And they're like, $30 million. <laughs> you, think at, you would think at some point when he's turning them down, the owners and like the powers that be in Detroit would be like, maybe this is a sign from the universe that we shouldn't do this deal. <laughs> And on the other side, Monty was like, wait, they really came back with a bigger offer? Oh, my God. Those idiots. And, like, Mike Budenholzer's just sitting home on the couch. Nick Nurse was available at the time. And you went after Monty Williams, the guy that lost his job in a political battle against DeAndre Ayton. That's who you wanted in the in the building. The guy who, during COVID, when he had to wear a face mask, I kept thinking was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> That's who you want. <laughs> But on the, on the flip side, like, what coach, like, do you really think if you brought in, a, like, if history unraveled differently, and they brought in a nurse, he would do much better with the pieces? It's hard to do worse. True. <laughs> it's, you, true. Can't, you can't set more of a longest losing streak in NBA history. They already did that. <laughs> they, see, they still have time. They could start over again and beat it. Yeah, there's plenty of games left in the season, brother. Yes. All right, so I take it that you agree with that take? This I do. This is still the worst team? Okay, my next one. <laughs> I accidentally alluded to this earlier. Forgot that this was my storyline. But uh, after acquiring Laurie Markkinen, <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder are the number one seed in the NBA and are, are on pace for over 60 wins. And they So you're thinking they acquire Mari? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Lowry marking in in the offseason here or just at some point at some point I think that they at some at some point like they got to make some decisions they have 90 bajillion picks that they don't need and they don't have room to use them so you got to trade them and Josh Giddy at this point is kind of a replaceable piece like he just hasn't been as good and I think he still has some value in the NBA you flip Giddy and some picks for someone like marking in or like just, I don't know, Giddy and a pick for, like, Jakob Pertle or something. Like, there's there's some options out there for OKC, and they have a war chest of picks. I think they have 37 picks right now or something like that. Something just outrageous. How – it's – before we get to the back to the Lowry part of this, it is wild that OKC has got – like, all it's always been, like, they have all these picks. Once that superstar comes available, they could be ready. And they've gotten to where they are, and they still have all the picks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they drafted insanely well with Lou Dort and uh, uh, Chet Holmgren. I don't know why I started with Lou Dort. How is that the headline there? I'm like, <laughs> number one draft pick in the history of OKC, Lou Dort. Um, well, like when Chris Paul was there in those years, the next name people were mentioning was like fucking Dortcher Chamber over here. Am I right? <laughs> but they got, uh, got J-Dub. And... <laughs> they still have a million picks. I mean, you go back and think about it. It's when when they got Shea Gildas-Alexander, they got Shea Gildas-Alexander, now an MVP caliber guy, and picks for Paul George. Yeah, you know, when you... I mean, it's almost like they're, pro they're 
proving that like there's better ways to build a team than just empty out everything you have for one guy. Uh, but it's at first, when rolls. you how dare you? <laughs> Did it that was a year later, and I don't know if he's All right. Um, at first, when you like marking into the Thunder, I was like, ah, where does he fit in? But then when you say like you turn a giddy into a marking in, yeah. I like that. You get you get more scoring. I really think they need a backup center. I mean, Chet's like outrageously yeah. good, but they they're they're small. They need more size. Which turning Giddy into Markinen does add more size, especially on the shoulders. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, Markinen's got big shoulders. Yeah, Giddy's never done like a, a pull down in his life. Well, pull downs have to do with shoulders. Anyways, getting off topic here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't go to the gym, people. I was doing pull downs today. Ooh. Fun fact. For my lats. Now, Mike, if you can identify where the lat is. And, like, the shoulder blade? No. Fuck. (laughs) I've been wrong about everything I've said so far in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes you're not wrong. Sometimes you just don't know who Darvin Ham is. Um. (laughs) He sounds like he coaches in, like, Bundesliga or some shit. (laughs) Former great player. Darvin Ham! (laughs) Going up the pitch or whatever we call it. The beautiful game. Go ahead. I just, I, I'm just trying to find a way to get OKC like another, another piece. I mean, they already, they already have their big two, in Chet and SGA, and then they have just some other pieces that are really good on this team. Mm-hmm. But there's so much space for this team to to pick up another guy, and yeah. like someone, someone with legit value, Laurie Markkinen, everyone's favorite uh, white guy, Alex Caruso. You think we we need to make a metric that's how how overrated is someone's defense just because they're a white guy? I literally talked about Pat Connaughton and starts podcast. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. else you want from me. We've spent a predominant amount of this podcast talking Pat Connaughton, Laurie Markkinen, and Alex Caruso. To say like, never mind. Like, <laughs> I also brought up Jakob Pertle to OKC. Why do I want OKC yeah. to trade for a white guy so bad? Yeah, uh, you, you kind of sold me very quickly on Markkinen to, to OKC. Like, there's there's more ways to get size people than just looking for a big ass like five. You know, you can just get size on the other positions and make your team yeah. overall bigger. So Yeah. Maybe maybe start feeding Chet Holmgren some calories, too. That guy's skinny. Um, all right, next up. The Warriors have officially started their rebuild after moving <laughs> Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, and Chris Paul out. And we're it now in the early stages of the 2016 Kobe Lakers era for Steph. Oh. Go out and have fun. Break every record you want and lose all the games. I could see that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I could totally see it, but I thought they were going to start slowly going that way this year by being like, let's try to trade Clay. Let's not resign Dre. And instead, they were decided to keep it together. One more yeah. run. And they yeah, ran to the ditch. That's, um, that's the thing, though, right? Like, if the Warriors decide, you know what? This franchise was. Uh, the dominant franchise in basketball for the 2010s. Let's just let Dre, Claymont, and Steph ride off into the sunset together. That's one thing. But if they say, all right, let's move everything not nailed down, not named, Pods, Jackson Davis, or Kaminga, or Curry. Everyone else is on sale. Recoup some picks. Spin it up. And it, it, wait until next year. You know, you avoid kind of a middling draft. You're back in the game for whoever the best one and done at Duke is next year. Mm-hmm. 
don't know. Get out of the luxury tax. Get out of the, the second apron threshold. They're a borderline playoff team the last few years and a play-in team significant amount of that time outside of the year they, you know, won the final. Yeah. But it's, it's just – I think it's time to say, uh, you know, adieu, adios, aloha to the golden era of the Warriors and start thinking about the future a little bit. No, I think uh, I think you're very right. I feel like they have. There comes a point when things start happening, and it just feels like you have no luck. That it should be a sign, time to tear it down. Some, like the way the season has gone, has been pretty disastrous. The Draymond situation. I mean, they blew that lead to Denver, and it was like, oh, we're still going to go to overtime, and then Jokic hits like that three from way out. At that point, you're like, all right, it's just not our year. It's time to like start tearing it apart and move on like we have no luck yeah like you said dre on a suspension he's back soon though and i feel like that's gonna improve some things yeah uh kaminga complaining about his role says he lost faith in steve kerr chris paul who looked like a good signing at first now starting to look less like a good signing i don't know here's the seems seems like a good good year to to hit the plunger and start over here's the real question to throw back at your scenario though is steve kerr coaching them at this point no, I think they replaced him with Neil Patrick Harris, but no one notices. <laughs> no one notices. Yeah. That's my guess. <laughs> what a great comp. Now we know he's <laughs> playing Kerr in his uh, biopic. What, what would they call the Kerr biopic? An extremely successful guy. <laughs> It'd be a pretty boring movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess they could call... Yeah, I don't know. There's there's really there's really no like moment in Steve Kerr's life that you could be like, oh, here's an important moment. It's like that guy played with MJ and then had Steph Curry to coach. Right. It was this guy. Like the trailer would be, he won rings playing with one of the best players of all time. Then he was on TV as an analyst. <laughs> then he became one of the best coaches of all time. <laughs> and thank you for coming. Yeah. Like, what, what? what what is the obstacle to overcome there? They're gonna have to like right. make something up. They're gonna have to be like Steve Kerr lost both of his legs in nineteen seventy one. No one's known this whole time he's had Lieutenant Dan legs. I was I was thinking um uh the guy from the bear. Never watched it. Well he was he Oh was you're thinking of the guy from the Von Air movie. Yeah. Spoilers. Not everybody knows. Yeah, in case you don't know, uh, one of the Von Erichs lost both of his legs in 1971 and then went on to be Steve Kerr. Kind of crazy. You never think of it, but yeah, Steve Kerr, secretly a Von Erich, whole time. Yep. Steve, Kerr is actually his middle name. It's Steve Kerr Von Erich. <laughs> um, yes, I think Steve Kerr is still coaching this team. Okay. It wouldn't be like, I didn't think it would be the Warriors being like, you're done, Kerr. I know if it was the thing where Kerr would be like, yeah, I'm going to go spend more time with my family. Yeah, I think that maybe maybe after they they start to blow it up, he goes, ah, I'm gonna go back to doing TV or something. Yeah, but I can't see Kerr like coaching the fucking I don't know Hornets. Oh, if, if Kerr leaves, it will be massively his decision, I think, yeah. and it won't be to go take another job until maybe after he goes back to TV for a couple of years and a like a situation opens up where he's like, oh, oh, look at that team, <laughs> and he has to go get him. Can't wait for us. Uh, Steve Kerr, Knicks coach, 2032. Uh, I'll probably be dead by then. It's unfortunate. <laughs> In case you don't know, Mike is going to the Capitol tonight. So uh. <laughs> To defend the Capitol, obviously. I'm not, not there where you're at. Sure. It's going to be Mike, me. Mike, stop the steal Regan, we call him. 
please don't even joke about that. I don't need people thinking I'm like Aaron Rodgers or something. Well, I'll say it if you won't say it. Aaron Rodgers should be worried about that Epstein list. Oh, I thought you were going to say what I was thinking, and that's that Aaron Rodgers is a fucking asshole. <laughs> no, I'm just going to, similarly to how he does, imply that Aaron Rodgers might be a buddy of Jeffrey Epstein's. I mean, come to us, goose. Aaron. You know what? It'll be good for right. our view count. Come do it. No, he's just happy we're talking about him. He's <laughs> yeah. an extremist. God, I am so. Oh, never mind. I kind like. We're not going to get into it. I have a lot to say, but I'm not going to go down. <laughs> we try to keep our podcast funny, haha, until dick jokes, and it's not really <laughs> that kind of topic. All right. So, what were we talking about before Epstein? Um, basketball. <laughs> um, my next one. Yeah. The Raptors are now in the tax after handing out extensions to Pascal Siakam and Emmanuel Quickly and are still around 500 in the sixth seed. Here is your starting lineup for the 2025 Toronto Raptors. Scotty Barnes, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, Pascal Siakam, Jakob Bertel. And I'm saying that team's in the luxury tax. That's not a wild prediction. <laughs> yeah. Like, aside from the Kawhi trade and nailing that one, what else has Masai Ujiri done that makes you think this guy, guy he's got it? Drafted Siakam late. That's true. Got uh, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan out of the building once again. That's, you know, at least the DeMar part of that is the Kawhi trade. Did he move Lowry too late, though? There's an argument there. Or too early. Maybe no. Lowry's value is going to come back around in a few years. <laughs> Heat culture. Get him in shape. It's just true. Get him in shape. Look at how big his ass is. He's already in shape. Doing squats for days. <laughs> if you just cover the top half of uh, of Kyle Lowry, <laughs> you're like, damn, look at her. <laughs> look at that cake. The fuck um, are doing? <laughs> uh, right now, the Raptors are only two million dollars out of the luxury tax. Because <laughs> Pascal Siakam's making thirty-seven million dollars, and they're gonna give him that deal again. I bet. Yeah, no offense to Siakam, but he's a great player. But an organization in the position that toronto is in like has to realize giving him a bunch of money keeping us in like cap issues is not the way to go like we no, gotta he's, yeah he's not that good <laughs> no he's not that good you do that if you like have pieces around him where you're like we got to keep him he's part of the puzzle that gets us to the finals that that's not where your team is guys as much as i love emmanuel quickly <laughs> I, I can't sign off on that so yeah trade him for you could get a like a team that like a good team will pay a hefty amount for a Siakam at the deadline. They have, and right now they have uh, Gary Tritt Jr., Thaddeus Young, Otto Porter, and Emmanuel Quickly. Are there expiring contracts of note? That's like, so if you subtract everyone besides Quickly there, that's about $30 million, mm -hmm. a little bit under $30 million a year. If they're, they're just going to turn around and give that to Emmanuel quickly, or maybe they'll give him like 26, 27, but still. Mm -hmm. 
Then you have Chris Bouchard, Scotty Barnes, Dennis Schroeder all coming up in 2025. Scotty Barnes is getting a max contract. This seems going to be like in such a weird cap situation by the end of 2025. Why do I want Siakam on the Lakers for some reason? I don't know. I don't know either. In my head, I, just, I like the look he's, of it. He's just like slightly shorter Cam Reddish. Is that why? Maybe. I don't know why. I, I, mean, I just like the idea of Siakam in a Lakers jersey. It looks nice to me. You think R.J. Barrett's going to get a big contract in 2027 with the Raptors? If you had to guess God. right now. I mean, maybe he gives them a hometown discount. Or they give him a hometown bonus and overpay him. <laughs> Go one of the two ways. Have we I, I don't R.J. Barrett at a Maple Leafs game yet? Has that happened yet? I haven't seen that yet. I like if you're Barrett's agent, I feel like you'd have to be like, hey, whatever they offer you, we should, if it's good, we should probably take it. I don't know what the market <laughs> would be for a Barrett out there. I'm just being brutally honest. Who would you rather have right now? R.J. Barrett, Austin Reeves. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Austin Reeves. Okay, Austin Reeves is making eleven million a year. Oh, okay. That's it. Why did yeah. no one else give him an offer? What are we doing? R.J. Barrett's making twenty six million a year. <laughs> yeah, that that's ridiculous for a guy who isn't. He, he isn't. He's like so so from the field, and some nights it can be horrendous. <laughs> like his real offensive value is when he drives to the lane. So I I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I undersold Austin Reeves. He's not making 11 million a year. He's making 12 million. So, sorry guys. Sorry, I got that one wrong. <laughs> All right. Next one. Mm-hmm. The Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, are 13th in the East. They are currently, Mike, right now, this season, this moment, they are currently 11th. Not that hot of a take that they're going to be two <laughs> spots worse. They're not. Uh, that's not a hot take. I mean, I mean, I I love this take because fuck Trey Young and fuck the Hawks because I hold grudges for years. I think that Does we it? see them move off Dejounte Murray and Clint Capella, who I think are probably their second and third best players. I know I have to put a little bit more thought into that. Yeah. But I think they're just going to end up with having like even worse defense than they do now. Which last night they gave up another 150 points to the Pacers, and they're going to end up in another Trey Young centric offense like before. Uh, Quinn Snyder got there. They're just gonna fucking blow. Yeah, Trey Young center team has worked great in the past. So more like trade Young. Am I right? Am I right, guys? Got him. Am I right? Is he Huter's on? Is Huter on the he, Kings now? Huter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I thought. Herder. 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 Huter. Huter. I think that you're probably saying it the more correct way, but I say it Americanized. I'm like Herder. Uh, herder out herder. <laughs> yeah, he's on the Kings, and he hasn't been good. They got DeAndre Hunter in the building still, so, you know, there's something there. Mike, if you had to guess, Trey Young, notable ball hog shooter, what do you think his career three-point percentage is? 33%. 35. Damn. That's pretty close. That's pretty good. Be pretty good for me. He shoots under 90% from the stripe, too. I hate that. What? How did how did how did we talk ourselves as a basketball community, not you and me? How did we talk ourselves into Trey Young versus Luka Doncic? Why was that a conversation at one point? Just because of how the the draft went because of the trade, but I feel like it was pretty clear after one year. Yeah, Doncic is a better player. Yeah, 
It's not even close. Would you like, rather have like who wins in a game? A team of three Trey Youngs or a team of one Luka Doncic? Even if it was three versus one, three Youngs versus one Doncic, Doncic would still out rebound the three Trey Youngs. <laughs> Somehow he'd have more assists too. Yes. Something but off the backboard to himself. Like Wimby, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Hawks at thirteenth in the East. I think the only two teams that'll be worse than them in the East will be the Pistons and Wizards. Okay. Yeah, that that tracks. I think the Bulls are gonna be better than them next year. The fucking Bulls. That one's yeah, that that one I have I'm pausing on. <laughs> yeah. Cause as much as Trey I hate Trey Young, I mean at least there is something there. I'm trying to think of who the Trey Young is on Chicago. Zach Levine. No, he doesn't play. <laughs> oh, good point. Lonzo Ball. He doesn't play either. <laughs> Fuck. DeMar DeRozan. Somehow he does still play. <laughs> and plays relatively well. The Joe Pavelski of basketball. Vucevic. Joe Pavelski. DeMar DeRozan's like 32. Oh, shit. Really? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think DeMar DeRozan's like 39? In my head, he's like 35, 36. Yeah. Anyways. He played with Rudy Gay for a minute, and so I think he's as old as Rudy Gay. I don't know. Just on that Spurs team? Is that where they played together? Yeah, it was a short overlap. And how many finals did they win together? None. Fucking Ooh. bums. Bums. All right, Mike, my last one. Mm-hmm. Coming off a first-round exit from the playoffs and a disappointing start to the season, the Clippers move Paul George and James Harden in a package for picks as they open their new stadium. No way. <laughs> they're they're I mean, supposed to they're supposed to be in a new building, their own building next uh-huh. to SoFi, starting next season. If they start off slow, I think Ballmer's going to lose his fucking mind. Okay, all right. So I, that is the big point after a slow start. Well, obviously they wouldn't trade him after a hot start. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we haven't lost a game so far, so we're trading Paul George and James Harden. We basically think we're unfucking beatable no matter what we do. So we don't need you anymore. We got Bones Highland. <laughs> um, I like that if you were a GM, your entire team would just be Jordan McLaughlin, Bones Highland, fucking <laughs> Nas Reed. <laughs> this would be a fun team. <laughs> Wouldn't win any games, but... <laughs> That's the problem. You, all of them would have to come off the bench. You'd start the game with zero guys on the floor. <laughs> We get down 20. I'd be like, God, we need to change of pace. <laughs> Guys, you're going in. Um, I can't sign off on it. That one seems wild to me. Yeah, it's it's also bad timing out because they've been really good recently. Eight and two in their last yeah. 10 games, including a blowout win last night. Also, you can't sell tickets to a new stadium without the stars. Yeah, the, that's you know. that's what I'm saying. 2025, like 1-1-2025. One, one, this is when they're, they they are like, all right, we're trading James Harden and Paul George. So I but, think that they do sell the tickets, right? <laughs> they do all the stuff that you have to do. Right. And then they're like, slow start. This isn't working. Let's start this rebuild. Still get still have Kawhi Leonard in the building. Still have Russell Westbrook in the building. Maybe get Nicholas Batum back. Well, I, uh, <laughs> Ivan Zubats. Ivan Zubats is selling fucking tickets. Still have Russell Westbrook in the building. Ooh. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, at that point, they're not 
selling any more tickets. The only people who will come to the games will be season ticket holders. So it will be like Bill Simmons. That'd be it. Or people that want to see, I don't know, Shea Gildress Alexander come to town. I, yeah. I don't know if Balmer will ever rebuild. Like ever. Just too too much cocaine in his system to wait? Yeah. It's like too much of a, I don't know what the word is, but he will always just try to make some crazy trade and make this team competitive. I also think that every second for Balmer feels like several minutes for us. He, he like is functioning in dog years. Mm-hmm. So it must be that like if he was like, we're going to do a two-year rebuild. To Balmer, it feels like 14 years. Yeah, he, he's, he couldn't stand it. Yeah. He What's he going to scream about? You know? Right. Get all excited, clap, get that red beat red head he gets when he gets really excited. Now, the real prediction should be the Lakers ha- or the Clippers have a slow start and James Harden forces his way out of another team. I where where does where what team is James Harden on when he retires? Uh, something weird. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like, like the Houston rumors finally happen. I, I was going to say like is James Harden the first player to retire as a Las Vegas, I don't know, roulettes. Is he the first retired roulette in NBA history? It's part of a Las Vegas roulette. It's a terrible name. I couldn't um, think of a good one, all right? Like it's, be- Las- it's better than the like- Las Vegas craps. I was going to say the Las Vegas slots. Slots. <laughs> S-L-O-T-S, people. Slots. Um. Well, let's see. They got the Golden Knights. They got the Aces. The Raiders. Is there any motif we can figure out there? The I have no idea. I was gonna say the Kings. That won't work. There's already that a Kings. Work. The Vikings. The Queens. The Queens. Ooh. The Royal Flushes. <laughs> Ooh, the Deuces. The Full House. <laughs> the Full Monty. <laughs> Hey guys, come listen to our basketball podcast where we just say words that we associate with Vegas. The Las Vegas fear and loathing. <laughs> the Las Vegas bat country. Ooh, the bats! We got it! We did it! Someone call Adam Silver. <laughs> hey, Adam Silver, you know that new team you've been looking for? <laughs> Try this! Hold up the phone to nothing. Um, so, is James Harden the first retired Las Vegas bat? He could be. Or he retires in Minnesota in a trade package for Carl Anthony Towns. I will <laughs> drive to Buffalo and kick you in the balls. Or he retires a Nick in a trade package for Jalen Brunson. You think that if they get Balmer on the right day, the Knicks can convince the Clippers that they can actually still trade for R.J. Barrett? Like, <laughs> yeah, you send us James Harden, we'll send you R.J. Barrett. It's a win-win. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of poo-pooed the Harden-Knicks talk when people would bring it up, but I like with the way Harden's changed how he can play, I'm kind of like, oh, that would have actually been pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> He's been very good on the Clippers. Yeah. But he wouldn't want to play on the Knicks. No. You got to play defense. True. And none of his buddies are there. Yeah. Like, who, who would be Harden's best friend on the Knicks? Julius Randle? No way. No Evan way, those guys, have, those guys have nothing in common. Fournier's might be a good call. I think it could be Fournier. Yeah, Fournier's like, I'm making a lot of money not to play, and James Harden would just stare into his eyes and go, how do I do that? You're my hero. My inspiration, <laughs> I wanna, Evan. I want to be just like you. 
Anyways, those are my uh, those are my January first, twenty twenty five predictions. You want to you want to take a break and talk some hockey? Yeah. Oh yeah. Are we good? Are we, are we is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's hockey time, Mike. I want to start off. I know that this is not the order that we're going in on our rundown, and you don't have the rundown up, so you don't even know these things are on the rundown. I actually have it right in front of me because I copied it into my notes. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, Oilers at Blackhawks. We're going to that game mm-hmm. Tuesday. Um, Connor Bedard got injured last night. I didn't see the hit yet. Was it bad? It's it's not bad, and it's not like after the game, some people came out and called it dirty. Like Nick Foligno came out and called it dirty, and the coach came out and called it dirty. It's not a dirty hit. It's just one of those where like Bedard's trying to squeeze through with a puck and gets popped. Are you watching it? Oh, that's not a dirty hit. No, it's not a dirty hit. <laughs> yeah. That, I don't see how that's a dirty hit. Are they are they mad because he kind of like did he like lose the puck right prior to the hit? I mean, maybe he lost the maybe, puck because he's but it's pretty bang bang. Like it's he, like he tries to squeeze through before it. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's not it's not a dirty hit. It's a little high and it pops him in the mouth, but pop right in the mouth. Um, yeah. So like so a... Bedard, I slowed it down. Okay. Oh yeah, the puck slips away from him and then. But yeah, it's so bang bang. It's not like it it's not like the puck slips away from him and then thirty seconds later he gets hit. Yeah, or it's not like he like passed it to someone and then like yeah. someone like it's not like uh what's his face who hit him was like, Ooh, Bedard, free shot, I'm taking it. You know? Yeah. He, he was making a defensive play. It's unfortunate. But Bedard's hurt. We don't know the status yet. Yeah, don't know if he's yeah. gonna be playing on Tuesday. He better fucking be playing. <laughs> Next, like McDavid's definitely gonna sit at that game now, right? We're just gonna, we're gonna we're gonna go to the United Center to watch fucking Zach Hyman cook against the <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks. Let's go. <laughs> Let me ask you this: If Bedard mm-hmm. doesn't play, yeah, what is the line on this game gonna be? Two and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. You he see him pop up occasionally. You see him pop up occasionally. If Bedard is out. Right now, they like if Bedard's out, they have fucking now Felino's out. He got hurt later in it. Taylor Hall's out. Corey Perry's inside someone's mom. Like there's just <laughs> a lot of stuff going on that makes this team worse. I think Seth Jones is out too. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't notice if he was playing anyway. Ooh. What are you talking about? He's the biggest guy on the ice. It's so easy to see. He takes that's why he's so good at hockey because he's big. He's big. He plays a lot of minutes. Yeah. That's what makes a good defenseman. Number one, be big. Number two, play a lot of minutes. There is no number three. No, you just, no, just got to get a lot of assists. That's why Quinn and... Hughes fucking blows. How dare you? He's not I we're, big. I know we're doing a bit, but that, that's too fucking far. But... <laughs> He's not big. Anyways. Oilers Blackhawks, you still excited? I am mean, still even excited. If, even Bedard's out? I mean, I'm still making the tr- the trip to Chirac, hang out with you. We're gonna have a good time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will be upset if Bedard doesn't play, though. Yeah, that's a bummer. Get get to see some uh, some nice little Connor McDees, though. For my that's job, I-, I had to go talk to a guy yesterday, and he was wearing a Blackhawks sweater. And I mentioned I'm going to the game, and he told me mm-hmm. I look a little bit like McDavid. I think I'm gonna take it as an insult. That will be the second team I've gotten a chance to see Tyler Johnson play for live. Huh. It's a weird stat. 
Yeah, because he was uh, he was on the Admirals team that won the Calder Cup. Oh man, he's been around for a minute. Around for a minute, yeah. All right, Mike. The other thing I, I want to hit before we get to our little main topic: mm-hmm. United States wins the World Juniors, gets gold, hey. baby, gets gold. <laughs> it's all that glitters is gold, and only shooting stars break the mold. You said it, brother. Canada didn't even make it to the medal round. Yeah, they got knocked out by Chetsnia. Fucking suck. They got knocked out by what's his name? Uh, uh Joe from Barry. Yo, oh. no ho Joe. Yo, no ho Hank. No ho Hank. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they got knocked uh, out by him. It's pretty embarrassing. But USA went six two over Sweden. Yuri Kulik and No uh, Noah Oslin both had mm. really good tournaments. Mike. Both ha- they were both like on the the all whatever world juniors team yeah sabers got studs in their in their system if they ever see the light of day on the on the ice that'd be nice but yeah same <laughs> call them up you know get them get them playing because the sabers aren't doing shit otherwise so yeah. they sported a good team the u.s yeah rucker mcgrody frankie nazar trey augustine uh i did not get to watch as much as i wish i could have but also they do a, like a shit job promoting the world juniors yeah, they at least have the PWHL is, like, actually on TV. I don't even know where you were supposed to watch the World Juniors. I was just watching highlights of it on YouTube. Yeah, and I don't I don't remember seeing a lot of, like, ads for it during at the NHL games. Did you? No, I, I, yeah. I don't think I saw any at the at, during NHL games. The reason I know about the World Juniors is because I – when I pull out my phone instinctually and habitually, instead of checking Twitter or something, I just open the athletic to see if there's any new stories. So every time there's any story in the athletic, I at least see the headline. Yeah. And you think the NHL would be like, hey, what's good for an aspect of hockey is good for the world of hockey. So let's also promote the world juniors. And, you know, we could just say, look at the stars of tomorrow who are going to be playing for these teams. Jimmy Snuggerud, Rucker McGrody, Gabe Parole. Like these are... You know, if you have a hockey dynasty team, you know these names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when the NBA had Victor Wimbayama in the wings, they were showing Metro 98 games on NBA.com. Yeah. They had American announcers calling the games. Like, the NBA was fucking promoting when they knew that Victor Wimbayama was coming up. The NHL, they're like, wait, it's not NHL hockey? Not talking about it. Yeah. It's just. Then again, we shouldn't be surprised. They're not the best run league. Yeah, Fuck. some would say. Some would agree. Fucking Batman. Fucking Batman. I love you, but I hate you. I love you because you won't give Canada a cup no matter how many times they ask. <laughs> but I, I hate you because I guess you didn't talk about the World Juniors. You know what? I, I'm, I'm voting keep Batman in. Four more years. I disagree, so I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm abstaining from talking about it. You want just Adam Silver to come over? Do hockey? Yeah. Sure. Can't can't wait for the hockey in season tournament. Um, At least the NBA knows how to like promote their stars. Yeah. To make people watch their product. Yeah. Well, it's what they always say, Mike. In the NHL, it's more important about the shield on the front than the name on the back. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. The main reason that we've congregated here today, we've coalesced, we've sat down to talk, is that they have announced the players. The one player from each team, I guess. For the NHL All-Star Game, 
we don't know the fan vote yet, but we do have the one player from every team, which we just got to have this conversation at the top. Just got to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. The one player from each team is fucking stupid. Sorry, I, was, I got distracted looking at Will Smith's numbers. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> so, it, it's, qu- like, yeah, it's very, like, hey, I got to give something to everybody, you know. Everybody gets a player. But there's some of these picks that I laughed at so hard. So I was like, that's an all-star. Like, that's your all-star. And then I would, like, look more depth in teams. I'd be like, wow, <laughs> that's your all-star. We'll we'll get to we'll get to the weird selections here in a second because I got a, I got a, yeah. a couple of those too. But before that, just can we can we just make this All Star game like every other All Star game? Just like go full fan vote. Might we, as well. Like we don't we definitely didn't need a player from like Columbus, especially because we'll talk about that in a second. But we definitely yeah. didn't need a player from Columbus in the All Star game. Or the game. Ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like we it, it's okay, guys. We can just do like. 30 players that are all picked from fan votes and just take like, you know, the top three goalies or whatever. Go that way. We don't, yeah. we don't need to have 30 players that you guys pick plus 12 more from the fan vote. And it's not even like, even though a lot of fans would just be like, Oh, I know that name. I'll vote for that guy, even if they're not having like their best year. Like the NHL just does the same thing when they make their picks. Like we can't not have. Like I'm not saying Crosby shouldn't have been an All Star. He should have. But let's say Crosby was having a shit year. They still would have put him in. Cause like, well, we can't not have Crosby. He's one of yeah. our biggest names. I'm a Crosby. Although um, there was another guy in the orbit of Crosby who did not go to the All Star game or did not get picked. But we'll talk about that in a second. Jake Gunsel. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Have a hell of a year. Lean the team in points. Um, yeah. All right, Mike. You wanna you wanna talk about you wanna talk about some of the real weird picks on here? Not even the snubs quite yet, just the real weird picks. Yeah, and not even like snubs. I guess like what I put down were teams where it's like, oh, it shouldn't have been that guy. It should have been that guy. That kind of yeah. stuff. Can I can I start you off here with the yeah. obvious what the fuck guys? Fucking mm-hmm. Boone Jenner for the Columbus right? Blue Jackets. <laughs> First off, Boone Jenner's been on IR since December 9th. <laughs> no one noticed. No one noticed. No. He's sixth on his own team in scoring. That's not sixth in the NHL. That's not sixth in his division. That's not sixth in his conference. That's sixth on the Columbus Blue Jackets in scoring. Mm-hmm. Gaudreau and Warinsky lead the team in scoring. You didn't pick one of those guys? Adam Fantilli, your rookie. That's pretty fun. You didn't pick him? You went Boone Jenner? Really? Right, right like... You could have been like, oh, and Adam Fantilli made it, but Darden Fantilli are both going to be the All-Star game. What? You should watch. Instead, they're like, Boone Jenner? <laughs> right? No one knows who Boone Jenner is unless, A, you're a Columbus fan or you're like a big hockey fan who pays attention to everything. But Yeah, I think the first time I heard Boone Jenner's name was this offseason when he was part of the coaching issue when uh, What's-His-Face was looking at people's phones. Yeah. I think Boone Jenner was part of that. And that was like when I became familiar with Boone Jenner. Yeah, like I, Boone Jenner's like Apex Mountain was the season before they got Goudreau, and they just had like no one on the team. That was good, and it was like all <laughs> Boonesy baby. Uh, last year he was like whatever, and then this year he's like fine, but like you said, he's hurt right now, <laughs> and he's not having a like any kind of season. I write home about like okay, he's tied for the leading goals. Cool, I yeah. guess. Did did just. 
everyone who's better on Columbus just somehow have jury duty or something, and they just couldn't go to the All-Star game, so they had to go with Boone Jenner? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Especially when you go down, there are, like, picks for each team so far, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if they have enough defensemen on either one. Yeah, I think there's, like, one or two defensemen in one of the conferences. Yeah. It's all, like, you could have thrown a couple more defensemen, like, a bone here. Like, Zach Wawrenski would have been a fine pick. Yeah, tied for team lead in points. Right. I mean, I know he'll, I mean, he only has one goal, but 24 assists. Maybe a lot of those assists are getting Boone Jenner, his big 13 goals. <laughs> I don't know. Just throwing that idea out there. Also, man, Johnny G, ever since he went to Columbus, shit's has not been good for him. <laughs> He's getting beat out for all-star picks by Boone fucking Jenner. It's, well, and we'll talk more about this in a second, but it's like that, that Calgary flame year with the Gaudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk line. Yeah. Everyone involved in every aspect of that is has just had their career disappear outside of Matty Kachuk. Everyone involved with that Flames team has just turned into a pumpkin except for I, Matt Kachuk. Elias Lindholm's having a good year. Maybe? I think uh, no. I mean, I don't think Elias Lindholm is necessarily having a good year. Also, he's very publicly in the middle of a trade request and uh, he's uh, well. He's kind of come out and said that he's not resigning with the team regardless, so they might as well trade him. And he was their all-star pick. He was. I, I think anybody on that team who's good has requested, has, like, let it know, and I want out. Yeah, what's the deal with Calgary? Like, is is there something up with Calgary? Like, does Calgary not have drinking water? Is it, like, illegal to have sex in Calgary or something? And we just don't know about this because we're Americans? Maybe it's because every time they play Edmonton, it has to be, like, nationally televised. You're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, the whole world has to watch Connor <laughs> McDavid tear us apart. But it, like, it is the owner in Calgary just like a raging homophobe or something? And well, I guess that would actually be a positive <laughs> in the NHL community now that I say that out loud. God. <laughs> but what what is going on in Calgary that everyone who plays there is like, get me the fuck out of Calgary? I don't. I think they're a organization that's. The writings on the wall. It's heading in a bad like direction, and I haven't gotten a vibe from anybody there that they're looking to change it based on their decisions. So some of these players are like, "Well, I don't want to fucking be around for this shit show. I'm getting out of here." Yeah, I mean, you think about exactly. Like, think about where, like Johnny Gaudreau is such a good example. Like Johnny Gaudreau is like, "Fuck, I'd rather play literally anywhere else besides Calgary. I'm going to fucking Columbus to play hockey." Mm-hmm. That he chose the Columbus Blue Jackets over staying aflame. A year after being an MVP candidate on that line. I mean, really, this is all Huberto's fault. <laughs> yeah, he's been so bad. Like, like if he could have so bad. If he could have somehow helped them replace what they lost with Gaudreau and Kachuk, and the team was better last year, then I mean, maybe other players wouldn't have been so miserable. This should have been Markstrom in the All Star game, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking Elias Lindholm. All right, Mike. Now I'm on to uh, I'm on to snubs. Is my category now? Did you have okay. any other what the fuck are you guys thinking picks? Well, I guess this is one where I was like, what are you thinking? But also, I was like, I guess I don't know who you pick. It's just hilarious that Tom Wilson's an all star, yeah. chosen chosen by the NHL. Yeah, he his like most impressive stats, I guess, are he leads the team in penalty minutes. He's taken seventy, so yes. Been in the box for Jesus. 70 minutes so far. Uh, and he's laid out 109 hits, 
couldn't find an official number, but I'm sure 30% of them were probably dirty and caused a scuffle afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I, I, what, I wonder what the correlation is to hits per penalty minute. And does Tom Wilson lead the league in that too? Yeah. At the, but at first I was like, you'd be kidding me, Tom Wilson. And then I went like, looked at some of the numbers like, oh, he's second in his team on goals with 11 and he's leading the team in expected goals. Yeah. Like, my God, that roster in Washington is terrible. Yeah. And we're all like, why can't Ovi score? Maybe because no one on the team is any good. Well, at that point, just pick Ovi because it's Ovi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's going to get voted in, I think. Oh, I'll definitely get voted in, but it's just crazy that it's like uh, Tom Wilson, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, the, the NHL was like, who do we want as one of the 30 guys to represent our league? Tom Wilson. Like, this is like if Bill Ambeer <laughs> made like the NBA All-Star team. <laughs> like, we want your goon slash instigator. Getting Pac-Man Jones in the Pro Bowl. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. Do you have any other weird ones? Are you ready to move on to snubs? Uh, we are. I already mentioned it, but like Frank Vitrano yeah. is an all-star. <laughs> and no offense to Frank Vitrano. Frank Frank Buffano. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Paul Buffano. Paul Buffano. That's it. So no offense to Vitrano, but this is kind of hilarious that you're a team with Trevor Zegras, Troy Terry, Mason McTavish, and you couldn't find any argument to make them your all-star choice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, bad bad look for the Ducks Yeah, that you couldn't get Mason McTavish in there somehow and end up with Frank Vitrano. Yeah, not not a great look. He put up career best numbers last year with the Ducks. I think he had like 41 points or something. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they oh. always say? In the NHL, you really want to be a half a point per game guy. That's that's everyone's goal. <laughs> that's a, that's everyone's goal. Also, I didn't have it written down, but it, Thomas Hurdle is best, definitely the best performing player on the Sharks. Yeah, I, I I I had that. I think I ended up deleting it, but I had that question where I was like, if Tomas Hurdle didn't make it right or didn't get voted in, say he was Boone Jennard on IR or something. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance they could just skip the Sharks and hope that no one noticed? Like, who would, who would even be the second guy on that team? I, I I thought they should have just given it, like, they should have just picked Will Smith, even though he hasn't played. You could put that on a billboard. <laughs> Will Smith at the NHL All-Star game. Hope that no one notices. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, I'm trying to think of the next guy who took Hurdle off that team. I, this is embarrassing because I, should be able to throw out a weird name and I can't. You know, Mike you Greer, their GM's a former player. I would have picked him. Watch Mike Greer come out of retirement. <laughs> Lace him up one more time, Mike. All right. But like, sorry, last point on it. But you may have been going here. But in a world where it's like, ah, oh, we can like, as far as the official NHL pick, we can only pick McDavid or Dreisaitl. But we're going to take a player off the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> yeah. Like what fucking sense does that make? Go ahead. Yeah, we can't we can't figure out how to get Quinn Hughes and uh, Elias Pettersson both on the All Star team by the NHL, but we will get Frank Vitrano and a player from the San Jose Sharks on there for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. So snub. So first off, Vancouver Canucks. Quinn Hughes absolutely deserves the nod. 
He's the front yes. runner right now for the Norris. He's an MVP caliber guy this season. But it kind of sucks that we couldn't get Thatcher Dimko in a Vezina season and Elias Pettersson is one of the top five centers in the league by the official NHL pick on there. Yeah, the Canucks were a tough one because you can make arguments for Demko, Pedersen, Brock Besser, JT Miller. Like, there's a lot of guys you could have made an argument for. Yeah, yeah. And if you sat me down and said, you got to pick one person from Vancouver to make it, they made the right choice. Absolutely. Yeah, Quinn Hughes is unreasonably good at hockey this year. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a really good story for this team, and we, we can only get Quinn Hughes. The other one I have that's, that was snubby, just once again, same same situation, the Kings. Like we couldn't get we couldn't get Cam Talbot or Anze Kopitar in there? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, we, did we get Cam Talbot? Is that who it was? It was, it was yeah, Cam Talbot. Yeah, it was Cam Talbot. Yeah. We, so you get Cam Talbot in there, but you can't get like the other pieces, Anze Kopitar, Drew Doughty. Kevin Fiala. Kevin Fiala. You can't get the other guys in there, like – Kind of sucks with the whole one guy from each team system. Yeah, the Talbot one was interesting, but I mean, I guess by the numbers, it it makes sense. But and if I was Talbot, give it to I'd a thirty-six-year-old be... guy, end of his career, playing out of his mind. I think they did the same thing with Mark Andre Fleury a few years ago. Yeah, but also if you're Talbot, it's like, do I want to play even like an exhibition game that I don't have to? Am I going to risk pulling something? Yeah, yeah he's already going to play more minutes than you want him to play because they don't have anything at backup goaltender. I think Phoenix Copley's injured, right? Yeah, yeah, so. You don't have anything at backup goaltender, so you have you already have Cam Talbot playing more minutes than you want, right? And, and I don't then you're know. You're going to add him to an exhibition game. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it'd really be worth it. I didn't have like a snap, but I did write down like as far as the fan vote goes. Things like Kopitar, I, I imagine Kings fans will be heavy and make sure he gets in there because he's once again defying giving Father Time a big ass middle finger with the way he's playing. All right, those those are my snubs. Did you have any additional snubs? Yeah. Or, like, snubs slash, like, you made the wrong choice. Uh, as great as Igor Shesterkin is, I'm sh- surprised. I'm surprised. That that wasn't Artemi Panarin picked for the Rangers. Yeah, Panarin's, it's, Panarin's easily his best season, right? Right. He's having yeah. an unreal year. Like, a top up in the top few of, like, the league in points, just driving that offense. He's been unreal this season. I guess like it's you know he got rid of the hair, giving him more wind resistance, and now he's just been unstoppable. I'm surprised with the year he's had so far. They put him in. Do you um, think it, part of the benefit to his year is that people had to stop calling him Panera because Panera kept killing people, and so they kind of wanted to disassociate that. And he's not weighed down by by the bread weight anymore. Panera was killing people. Yeah, they were selling that lemonade. People were fucking dying. You remember this? Was this like a Chipotle equal? E- e- oh my god. Equali? <laughs> Equali um, situation? No, I think it was like the lemonade had like some kind of stimulant in it, like some kind of caffeine or something. Oh, fentanyl. Yeah, well, that's not a stimulant. Um, oh. <laughs> and, uh, people didn't know it. Like they uh-huh. didn't advertise that it was – it either had like alcohol or it had some kind of caffeine in it. People didn't know that, so they were having like fucking heart attacks. Hmm. I miss this. Yeah. Anyways, Panarin gets rid of the hair. Panera kills people. Your next all-star pick. Yes. Uh, then sticking to a goalie, their one was Jake Ottinger. So league average goalies are all-stars now? Yeah. What was that pick? That's a good point. I didn't write that down, but it's not like Ottinger is having a ridiculous year. Nine point, uh, or yeah, 
901 save percentage and a 2.93 goals against average for like that that's all star material <laughs> seriously <laughs> meanwhile this should all as long as pavelski plays in this league he should always be the pick for the Dallas stars and i stand by that <laughs> also side note dallas i don't think it's a great look that uh 39 year old pavelski and 32 year old matt deshane currently lead your team in expected goals when you have jason robertson and rupe hands on the team but, but that's part part of the reason Pavelski leads is because he's got top tier top tier centers true. feeding him the puck. That's true. But at thirty nine, Pavelski's still having a good year. I think he can should. I, be can I tell you how I've broken my brain when it comes to Joe Pavelski? How? Whenever I see like a post game press conference with him and he's just wearing a t shirt and he's not covered in tattoos, it surprises me. No, you think he he would be like a sleeve guy? No, because I photoshopped him onto onto CM Punk's body for our. Dynasty. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so now, so now in my head, Joe Pavelski's covered in tattoos, and every time I see that he's not, I'm like, where where did all Joe Pavelski's tattoos go? Weird. Like he dominated the accuracy competition last year, and that should get you an automatic bid to come back next year. It's like when you win a major in golf, you're automatically like qualified to play in that major for however many years afterwards. It should be like that. Yeah, you we, win the accuracy need- competition. We need to start instituting stuff like that in the NHL All-Star game. Like, if you win any of those skill competitions, you're guaranteed a spot on the All-Star team next year. You got to come back to defend the crown, baby. Yeah. Where's the All-Star game at this year? Just Vegas again. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to do Vegas again. Vegas every year until, you know, it's All-Star day and I tune in and they go, oh, the All-Star game's in Detroit. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um couple more quick ones one seattle i mean it's seattle so i still think it should have been vince dunn he's having a really good year <laughs> leads the team i in could points. not i could not have told you who should have gotten the nod for seattle i've yeah. i don't think i've watched a second of seattle crack in hockey. oh i watched the winter classic outside of that i yeah. don't think i've watched a second of seattle crack in hockey yeah vince dunn's leading the team team in points uh and i believe on ice goal percentage as well like he's having a really good year but they went oliver bjorkstrand that's fine i mean it was seattle i I don't know who you're going to pick. They're a pretty meh team. And the other one, just to get a quick Homer rant in, I love Rasmus Dahlin. He's not, he should not have been the all-star pick. Who should have been then? So this could be weird. At first I was like, I should be Jeff Skinner. And speaking of Jeff Skinner, did you see this? Uh, I don't know if you saw this tweet after Bedard was announced because he is indeed the youngest all-star selection ever. Number three was Steve Yeiserman. Do you know who the number two youngest all-star of all time is? Is it Jeff Skinner? It's Jeff Skinner. (laughs) You're queuing me up for... Yeah, teeing you up for that one. Anyway, like, Casey Middlestat really should have been the pick. I'm not entertaining this conversation anymore. (laughs) Not only does he lead our team in high school percentage, uh, high school percentage is 11.1% higher than Darlene. Okay, Middlestat's second in takeaways. He's also second in giveaways. But you know, first place is Rasmus (laughs) Darlene. In 18 of his giveaways are in our defensive zone and he's a fucking defenseman. <laughs> I think it should have been UPL. I just like, I love Darlene and he's putting up points with all the assists this year, but when you watch him play defensively, he's kind of had a rough year. It just definitively shouldn't be Tate Thompson, which is worth remembering that Tate yeah, Thompson is washed now. No, I, I agree, but I feel like you could have went Skinner tuck personally out of one case. Either way. I think those would have been better choices, but Darlene's anyway. a bigger name. Yeah, that's why they went with him. And he does have, like, like the a point lot production. more letters. Like, Alex Tuck, so few letters. Rasmus Dahlin. <laughs> and so many letters. 
That shit looks great on a billboard. Alex Tuck, you got to figure out what to do, fill in the side space after you put that on a billboard. Casey Millsap's having a really good year. No one's talking about it. He's been the most consistent player for our team. Anyway. Sabres aren't even going to make the playoffs. Shut up. We've won our last two games in a row. We're going to win tonight. That's going to be three in a row. We're going to go on a five-game win streak, pick up 10 points, get back in this thing. So the fan vote. I don't know if you did all 12. I didn't. I just did some no. people that I, I think are, I'm pretty sure are going to make it. I did 32. You did 32 <laughs> on the fan vote. Yeah, I just threw down a bunch of names where I'm like, people, you should be voting for these guys. It's yeah, not... I, I want to give you I want to give you my two absolutely no-brainer obvious guys to start with. Yeah, real quick. is I can't remember. Is the fan vote, once again, one from each team, or is it... It's just 12 players. Just 12 players. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So first, first guy, no-brainer. First ballot. This guy's definitely getting in. Willie Nylander. Toronto guy. Mm-hmm. Six in the league in points. I think we should all just be happy if it's just Austin Matthews and Willie Nylander and we don't somehow end up with like Matthew Nyes and <laughs> Jacob Wool on this this all-star team. It's Toronto, guys. Just If Willie Nylander gets in, he deserves it. And let's just be glad that we didn't get the entire second line from the 1999 Toronto Maple Leafs on the all-star team this year. Yes, yeah, it's unfortunate for Nylander that he plays with Matthews. So yeah. that he's never going to get the NHL pick. You know, when you think about it, Austin Matthews kind of the reverse R.J. Barrett. He's an American playing in the biggest market in Canada. I mean, now R.J. Yeah. Barrett's in Toronto, but he was. He was a Canadian playing in the biggest market in the United States. That's true. That's my, my cross-sport. That's the only way I can get a cross-sport Austin Matthews to R.J. Barrett <laughs> yeah. comparison in. My other no-brainer absolutely is going to be in guy, Kale McCarr. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not much to say there. 45 points, only behind Quinn Hughes as far as defensemen go. And I think he's just one point behind Quinn Hughes. That no-brainer, those two guys. Mm-hmm. Did you have any? you have anyone that I missed that you think is a no-brainer? Uh, well, another one plays with Kale McCarr, Miko Rantanen. Yeah, I have him on here too. I just didn't have him as a, a no-brainer. Okay. Um, no-brainers? Yeah, because Miko Miko Rantanen, like by points, he definitely deserves to be in, but he's kind of hurt by being the third most important guy on his own team. Yeah, he plays with Nathan McKinnon and Cal McCarr, so that does make it. It's kind of hard to shine and get everybody's attention. (laughs) Those two guys are also on the ice, so fair point. Uh, I just got my names listed down, so I didn't put them really into tiers. So, you want to give me some? My I I have my my other one that I have here, and then I have a different category. We'll talk about here in a second. But my other one I have here is just some combination. Of JT Miller, Elias Pettersson, Thatcher Dimko. I don't know oh, yeah. how many of them get in. I don't know who does or doesn't get in, but some one or two of them do for sure. Yeah, I had all those names written down too, as people fans should be voting for. Like, as long as one more of them gets in, I feel like it's necessary. Also, one of my big ones, top of the list, people, vote for Luke Hughes. I demand it. You demand it. I demand it. You, He's playing. You just want to get all the Hughes brothers in there. That's what you're doing. Well, first of all, I'll say Luke Hughes is playing very well this year. And also, yeah, we have to get all the Hughes brothers in. The NHL loves storylines. Should they can sell? Well, they should, at least. It seems like they don't sometimes. <laughs> get all the Hughes brothers in there. You got to do it. Also, Jack Campbell. It'd be funny. I don't know <laughs> if you'll be able to vote for him, but someone hacked the system so we can all vote for Jack Campbell. <laughs> I would love it if it was somehow we got Jake Ottinger versus Jack Campbell. Be excellent all-star content. They could be trying it; it would still feel like an all-star game. And we need Stuart Skinner versus Jack Campbell, I think. Oh, that would be even better. But then we got to vote Stuart Skinner in too. 
I'll find a way. I love that there's 12 Foden spots, and if we somehow ended up with voting two more players in from Edmonton, and neither one of them <laughs> was Leandra Seidel. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, my, my other category I got here is one of these guys is going to make it. This is the old guys we still like vote. You already mentioned Pavelski. But Mark Stone, Victor Hedman, Anze Kobitar, and Alex Ovechkin. Some of those guys are making it. They're just old guys we like. Yeah. You, I mean, you could throw some other dudes in there. Stamkos, the Stammer. <laughs> Corey Perry, you know. Just just some old guys <laughs> yeah. that you, you kind of hope make the All-Star team. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts, Mike, on the All-Star game? Yeah. I also I have Jake Gunsel written down, who I mentioned earlier. Leading team yeah. points. Playing very well. But... Once again, you play with Sidney Crosby. No one, no one, no one cares about you, kid. You play with Sidney Crosby. Sorry. Yeah. Do you have uh, you have Pittsburgh's stats up in front of you? I can pull them up real quick though. Yeah. Can you tell me how many points Eric Carlson has? Is he on pace <laughs> to break hundred again? Is that going to happen? Um. Let me pull it real quick. I don't think he's on pace to do it. I think he's up there in points. He's on uh, twenty six, almost halfway through the year. So no, I do not think. You don't he's think gonna... that he can score 76 points in 40 games? No, he does have like a positive plus minus for the first time in his fucking career. <laughs> like, That's plus crazy. Minus, it's crazy that the year Eric Carlson isn't going to be like a prolific scorer is the first year he's going to have a positive plus minus. Yeah. Maybe he's actually playing fucking defense for once. You ever think about that? Also, another weird one I had down. People, let's go look at the numbers. As crazy as it sounds, be a nerd for a second. Noah Dobson. Noah Dobson, the defense. Uh, for the Islanders, there's an argument there. He probably should have got in instead of Matty, um, Matty Barzell. Just throwing the idea out there. I couldn't. I couldn't remember who from the Islanders made it. So thank it you for reminding Barzell. me. It was Barzell. And Barzell was probably the right choice. But Islanders fans, I need you to get on your phones, on your computers, on your iPads, and vote for Noah Dobson. He's having a very good season. Any other ones, Mike? You got any, you got any other things to polish off? <laughs> No, what was your? You said you had a last thing. That was my old guy category. Old, guys old like, guy category. Yeah. Okay. Mark Stone, Victor Hedman, Anze Kopitar, Alex Ovechkin, Joe Pavelski. I know Aiden Hill's hurt right now, but so is Cam Talbot, and they put him in. Or not Cam Talbot. Uh, Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner's hurt. <laughs> but Boone Jenner's the, been on IR. <laughs> the goalie who's playing the best this year, in my opinion, he's hurt, and you didn't even put his team on there. Like Aiden Hill's so good. Oh, did Connor Ingram make it? Was he the Arizona pick? No, no Clayton Keller was. Get Clayton fucking Keller. Connor Ingram in there. Connor Ingram's one of the best goalies in hockey this year. That's true. You probably could have went Connor Ingram instead of Clayton Keller. But at that point, like, and there's not like there's any name they could have picked from Arizona that people would recognize. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wonder how many Canadian hockey fans would have heard Connor Ingram and been like, the basketball player? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My last all-star question is, are you going to watch it? It'll be on somewhere that I'm, I'm like, walking past, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how I saw it last year. I'll be watching definitely the skills competition. I'll probably watch some of the actual game and hope that the skills competition will actually, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, the the breakaway shot, like, competition should actually. No, they changed the skills competition this year. Oh, they, we oh talked that's about right. This. They did. Yeah. Weak. <laughs> All right, Mike, you got anything to plug? Yeah, on Saturday is going to be hitting the uh, the presses tomorrow. Looking at everything. Today. I no, I said, said I, on the last pod I said this weekend. That means Saturday and or Sunday, so don't try to call me out. 
make yourself look like a fucking fool. Um, yeah, check that out. Your the, your one stop shop for everything you need to know about the upcoming national title game on Monday. Follow me at Town Alone Mike. And thanks for listening. Yeah, you follow me at Talon and Adam. Got the League Pass watchability power rankings out. You can catch podcasts on Monday, Thursday, and Saturday on this feed. Saturday, obviously, is the Basky Pod. You're listening to that right now. Monday and Thursday are our football pods. This Monday, we'll be doing a retrospective on the 2022 or 2023-2024 season. And then Thursday, we'll be preparing for playoffs in football. Um, I got an article in from Tyler Karkara today, so there might be some some film content on the site soon. I haven't had a chance to look at it, so I don't know when it'll go up. But outside of that, yeah, just follow follow me at Talon Alone Adam. Keep up on everything coming out from Talon Alone. And we don't have an outro for this podcast, so uh, go watch Matthew Nye's highlights, I guess. <laughs>